Ahoy, Shock Fantasy fans. This is Matt Harrison, and before the show begins, I have three jobs for you. First, please take a look at your phone and hit the subscribe button on the Shock Fantasy podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Second, wherever you're listening, give me a rating and a review for the show. If you include your Twitter handle in the review, we might send you something fun in the mail. We do that periodically. And third, if you haven't yet subscribed to the season pass of Shock Fantasy, you should. You get 365 days of the Shock Fantasy Super Dash, which gives you stats and info to set all of your weekly lineups, including DFS lineups. The Redraft and Dynasty trade value charts, so you never get taken to the cleaners in a trade. Our waiver wire content each week. The Super Bowl, Thanksgiving, and NFL Draft prop bet games so you can make friendly wagers with your family and friends at the most important football gatherings and preseason cheat sheets for basically every kind of fantasy football imaginable. You'd be getting those for next year. Now, all of that curated color coded data comes to you for only $40 for a full year. That's 76.9 cents per week. But if you act now and use the promo code AirBear. You get the whole year for only 25 bucks. That's promo code AIRBEAR, A-I-R-B-E-A-R, for those of you who are brave spellers. Enter that at checkout and we'll knock off $15. Thanks for listening. On to the show. Now, first off, how would we describe shock? <laughs> Welcome to the fantasy. <laughs> nice. Nice. Man, you are one pathetic loser. Ridiculous. Completely ridiculous. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Shock Fantasy Podcast. It's Tuesday, November 16th. My name's Matt Harrison. I'm the host of the Shock Fantasy Podcast. We're getting ready for week 11 and taking a look at the waiver wire. Nice. Nice. It is. All right. Uh, we're going to start with the Todd Heap Memorial Injury Report. I'm, I'm he- heavy on the button bar Throw today. me a freaking bone here. Uh, we wish Baker Mayfield would maybe throw in the towel for a little while. Had some x-rays on something. Probably his butt after get, getting kicked by the Patriots appears to be fine. You'll likely see him next week on the field, unfortunately. I'd rather see Case Keenum in for a little bit there until Baker's fully healthy. Colt McCoy hurt his massive pecs in the Panthers game, but Kyler should be back next week, so that doesn't affect much. Uh, Biggest injury of the week is probably Aaron Jones, who went down with a knee injury. They're talking MCL sprain. It should sideline him through at least week 13, which is the Packers' bye week, so we're going to talk a little bit about his backup there. Cordero Patterson, he's, he's meaningful. He has a high ankle sprain. Those are pesky. He's probably out this week because the Falcons play on Thursday night. And that's probably not enough time for him to be ready, but maybe he's back next week. Dallas Goddard went down with a concussion. Keep an eye on him this week. Ricky Seals-Jones has a hip flexor injury that should hold him out a few weeks. Uh, Logan Thomas is on the horizon, though. If he's available in your league, pick him up. I don't have him on the list this week, but uh, you know you can go ahead and pick up Logan Thomas if he's there. Let's start. Uh, the bye weeks are coming up for just the Broncos and the Rams, so there's a lot more players on the waiver wire that are playing this week. That makes it fun. So we'll start with the quarterback. 
I guess the hot pickup is Cameron Newton. Have you ever heard of this guy? 14% rostered as of Tuesday. He came in strictly as the goal line quarterback. Went three for four passing for eight yards and a passing touchdown. Also added a rushing touchdown as well, as well as 14 yards on the ground. This has the potential to be like the biggest high-risk, high-reward pickup of the late season. On one hand, he could take over as the starter early as this week. And then he's got matchups against Washington, Miami, Atlanta, and Tampa remaining on the schedule. Those are all very tantalizing. But we did see Cam struggle to do anything through the air as an actual quarterback last year in New England. If you're in a super flex league, you have to probably throw 20% down on Cam just in case it's the good Cam for the rest of the year. But you got to be prepared for it to be the bad Cam for the rest of the year, too. Zach Wilson is the only other quarterback that I'm recommending this week. He's 4% rostered right now. Could be back as soon as this week. And it's Miami on the docket. Then Houston next week and a fantasy playoff schedule of, get this, Miami, then Jacksonville, then Tampa. Those are three great matchups in your fantasy championship weeks. That might be the best playoff schedule of any quarterback. And honestly, the Jets look like they've figured out a few things offensively while Williams was de- or Wilson was down. Was that addition by subtraction? Was Wilson the problem? Or will he hop right back into the offense and keep Elijah Moore shining and rolling down that hill. I'd throw 2% down on Wilson as your backup. Won't cost you very much right now. Moving on to the next position. Running back. By the way, this is an express podcast this week. I don't have as many guys. It's, it wasn't a big week for injuries, and there's not a lot of uh, super interesting guys in the waiver wire, but maybe the one you'd spend the most on if he's available in your league is A.J. Dillon. But if you listen to this podcast, you probably have him stashed on your bench already because I've been spouting this one for weeks. I've always said, if Aaron Jones goes down, A.J. Dillon is not only the best free agent on your wire, he's instantly a top 10 running back. And Jones is down for at least the next two games. And here we are. Vikings this week, Rams next week. That's pretty neutral. Both of those teams are neutral against the runners. If A.J. Dillon is available in your league, Here's the biggest blind bid recommendation I think I've ever made. 50% of your budget on A.J. Dillon. Aaron Jones has had these particular MCL knee injuries in the past. If it's any worse than they let on, it's possible A.J. Dillon could be a starter the rest of the year. If not, I think he's still very involved. He's been double-digit targets just about every game anyway. So go pick up A.J. Dillon if he's available. A guy who's not rostered a lot is Wayne Gallman who's 1% rostered. Now, Cordell Patterson is out for probably at least this week. People are probably going to go try to grab Mike Davis again back from whatever waiver wire, but he's still 71% rostered, so he's not really out there. But we're going to zig to Gallman, and people probably weren't thinking about this. Gallman led the Falcons in running back snaps last week with 23. Mike Davis only had 20. And Gallman out-touched Davis 16-4. This week, it's the Pats on Thursday night. They're middle of the pack against runners, but they've given a fair amount through the air to opposing backs. And Gallman had two targets last week, more than Mike Davis has won. He'd had one catch for 21 yards, the only running back catch, if you don't count Cordero Patterson, I guess. He's 4% if you need a replacement for this week, Wayne Gallman. Deonta Foreman. Dante Foreman? I don't know. D apostrophe onto Foreman. It's 3% rostered. 
Uh, he was the back leading the charge for the Titans in their win over the Saints. It wasn't super pretty, but he saw 13 touches to Adrian Peterson's nine to Jeremy McNichols's five. So I guess that makes him the lead back in Tennessee, at least for now. Uh, he didn't do quite enough on the ground to garner a lot of attention on the waiver wire this week, but Adrian Peterson did enough. Well, I guess didn't do anything around two yards per carry in his second straight game. So I think the touches should continue to go Foreman's way. I'd throw 6% on him if he's available. He's available in many leagues. Mark Ingram and Miles Sanders, they're both over 70% owned. They're not on the same team. I'm putting them together. They don't have the same role even, but their teams do play each other this week, the Saints and the Eagles. If Kamara sits again, Ingram gets the bell cow workload. Sanders is due back from an injury any day now, and the Eagles have been one of the most run-happy teams in the league. Both are rostered in most places, but this is just a reminder to check your wire, see if they're available in your league. Either or both would be worth probably a 15% bid. Alex Collins is the last running back I'll mention. He's only rostered in 43% of leagues. Now, Chris Carson continues to be evaluated on his neck injury. In fact, Pete Carroll said this week that they're going to revisit it on Wednesday. Now, this is a similar neck injury that knocked Seattle teammate Cam Chancellor out of the league. He retired from this injury in 2018. There's a decent chance Collins is here to stay as the workhorse in Seattle for the remainder of the year. And if Collins is the guy the rest of the year and he's available in more than half a league, it's probably time to pounce. I'd throw 12% on Collins if he's available in your league. Moving on. Wide receiver. Elijah Moore. He's wide receiver number six over the last three weeks, and he's available in 55% of leagues. Guys, come on. He's good. Throw 10% down on him. I already talked up the schedule in the Zach Wilson portion of the program earlier. Listen to that part. Next guy, Jamal Agnew. He's only 9% owned. Guys, Agnew was wide receiver 14 over the last three weeks. Basically playing the Debo Samuel role in Jacksonville, running it out of the backfield, doing a lot of good stuff. He's on the field all the time, touching the ball a ton. He'll be startable for several weeks down the, down the road here. Throw 6% on Jamal Agnew. Traquan Smith is 2% rostered. He's wide receiver 19 over the last three weeks. He's available everywhere. Was on the field for 91% of the Saints snaps last week. Leading wideouts on that team by a fair margin. In fact, he led the snap count for wide receivers last week, too. He also did score last week, led the group in targets and receptions. Plus, maybe he's just better with Trevor Simeon at quarterback. Who knows? Should only cost you about 4% to get TQS on your roster. And last guy I'll mention is Michael Gallup, who's 53% rostered. This is just your reminder that Michael Gallup is back. He played last week, had five targets, three catches, and 42 yards. Was on the field for 53% of his snaps in the comeback game. Now, C.D. Lamb is battling a little bit of an arm injury, an arm contusion, as it may be. And Amari Cooper has his normal amount of leg injury, calf, hamstring stuff going on right now. So while the other wide receivers are not as healthy, Gallup might be the cleanest. And if he's available, I would put a 6% bid on Michael Gallup. I got two guys at this next position. Tight end. Probably not going to be surprised to hear Dan Arnold mentioned again. 
Um, I promised a touchdown on Fantasy Football Weekly last week. He didn't get me a touchdown. He got a two-point conversion, though. Um, Also had seven targets, five catches, 67 yards. He's averaging over seven targets per game in the last month and change, putting him squarely in top five or top six territory in usage amongst tight ends during that span. Now, once he scores, people are going to figure it out, and they're going to go bananas and pick him up. So I'd pick him up for 5% right now. The cost is going to go up, and I think he's going to score soon, and things are going to really take off for Dan Arnold. Pat Fryermuth is the other guy that I'll mention. He's 54% rostered right now. Yeah, there were some high-profile screw-ups for the rookie in the tie against Detroit on Sunday. There was a fumble that probably cost the Steelers a win. There were some passes that should have been caught. But those things only happen when you're given ample opportunities. And over the last three weeks, no tight end has scored more fantasy points than Fryermuth. Only Travis Kelsey and Dan Arnold have had more targets and catches in that span. And he scored three times in three weeks. This week, he gets the Chargers, and they're very suspect against the tight end. Insert Tyler Conklin for last week. Should be a good spot for Pat Fryermuth this week. And if you need a tight end, he's probably worth 7% of your blind bidding budget. That's it. That's it for the week. Uh, at Explosive Output on Twitter, at Shock Fantasy on Twitter. And frankly, I appreciate if you guys, I, I'm back working with Sports Hub Games Network. Please follow at Fanball on Twitter, at LeagueSafe on Twitter. Uh, those things uh, help make me look a little bit better at my job too. And I appreciate it. Uh, and uh, if you're missing out on one, I'm wearing mine today. Get the Air Bear t-shirt. Honestly, it's super cool. Uh, I ordered a couple of them. Uh, very soft, high-quality t-shirt. Uh, available shockfantasy.com slash shop. That'll take you to our bonfire store. And uh, you can order the Air Bear t-shirt or sweatshirt if you want uh, from there. Pretty cool, huh? All right. Thank you. I will talk at you tomorrow when we preview the Thursday night football game on the Shock Fantasy.